Thank you for tuning in to the best parenting show on the internet. Post Daily Dose. Hey, good evening, Facebook family. Welcome to another episode of Post Daily Dose. Happy Monday, baby! Manic Monday with your hostess with the mostest, your trusted parenting advisor, faithful guide and servant on the healing journey. What's my name? Big Papa Brian Post. Hope you guys are doing fantastic today. We dial down the QM music just a little bit. All right, another wonderful, amazing week. It is so nice and sunny. Hello there, Mimi. So nice and sunny here in uh, Crescent City. Uh, I'm going to take you guys out and show you a little gift I bought for myself yesterday. Me and uh, Mr. Harold were talking about how much we enjoy wind chimes. And I, I know Mimi loves wind chimes. That's probably where I get my love for wind chimes. You hear that? <laughs> oh, baby. Oh, no, this sounds so good. Got myself some wind chimes yesterday. Look at these bad boys. Oh, uh, let's see. There it is. Oh, <laughs> nice little wind chime right outside my window, which happens to be right there. And then this one. I love this one. I can't see. I can't ever tell. Ah, there it is. Can you guys see that? Oh, yeah. See it? Nice little cross when you pull up. Yeah. I just love it. And you just get to hear them. Oh, oh, so beautiful. Look at this day. This day is amazing. So nice out. So anyway, in my lecture last Friday, I um, had a question from an audience member. She kept saying, what about the real world? What about the real world? How do you teach me about the real world? And you know, when you hear me talk, and if you haven't ever heard me lecture before, then it's probably, you know, it's different. You're like, what is this guy talking about? It's different paradigm information seat here on the good old porch it doesn't sound like uh you know a paradigm that people are used to and then we immediately so here's the thing when you are conditioned for seeing children in one way particularly like being willfully disobedient being um being manipulative being controlling you know throwing tantrums throwing fits and the dominant paradigm is that you should um, consequence them or take stuff away or spank or medicate or diagnose. See, and all that behavior modification stuff, all of that comes from a perspective that what we are doing with children is, is training them on how to behave correctly. So it's like, and that actually it arises from the um, 60s, the psychology movement of the 60s, which was the, the foundation of cognitive behavioral therapy. And it started with Pavlov. I think Pavlov may have been around the 40s and 50s. But Pavlov was all about conditioning the dog and ringing the bell. And so that's so much of parenting, like parenting, even modern day parenting that we know today came from the classical conditioning psychology movement with Ivan Pavlov where he'd ring the bell and give the dog food and then ring the bell and not give the dog food and then eventually he could ring the bell and the dog would start to salivate. And so it's this whole this whole notion that you 
classically conditioned children to behave by using things like punishment and reward. Well, here's the problem. And I mean, if we don't realize that by now at this point in our society, then um, it's kind of sad. But that kind of behavior implementation and and control, and I always say you, those those movements are are geared towards three things. As a parent, you always know you're stressed if you're doing three things: you're controlling, suppressing, and changing. Um, those things are all geared towards behavior control, behavior suppression, and behavior change. And the problem is that they are they are all external attempts to soothe an internal state. So you are utilizing strengths and power and control outside of you, but then what it's doing is that's all it's it's not influencing the regulatory ability of the child. So the the mechanisms that we're using are external attempts to, to control. And they're not they're not changing the child's internal state because I believe fundamentally Hey, I'm glad you're reading the book, Emerson. Yes, they are beautiful, Ashley. Nah, of course, Mimi, I knew you'd like those. Um, what, you're, what you're trying to do, my belief is that children behave from a place of stress. They, they misbehave from a place of overwhelm. And stress causes confused and distorted thinking. Suppresses the short-term memory. That's scientific fact, fact, a scientific finding. So when you're using external attempts to control behavior, you're not actually teaching the child anything internally. You're not actually um, engaging the mechanisms of their brain that they're ultimately going to need to rely on when they go into the real world. So when the lady asks the question... You know, how do you teach them the real world? The problem is everything we've been doing has not been teaching children how to cope in the real world. It is by by creating opportunities for oxytocin, number one. It's by creating understanding. It's by being flexible. It's by being emotionally aware and emotionally engaging. It's by teaching our children how to communicate their feelings and, and express their attitudes and their feelings. It's by being able to show up and be responsible adults, response-able, not reactive, that we, that we then start teaching our children how to respond internally as opposed to react. See, that's the thing. When you're engaging your child's oxytocin mechanism in their brain through your own regulation, through your own breathing, through your own calm, you're actually turning their oxytocin mechanism on, which is going to help them ultimately be able to regulate stress better. That way, when you give them a request and you ask them to do something, they're able to make it through the transition easier because they have oxytocin that helps them modulate their own stress. But when you ask them to do something and they don't do it, and then that just leads to punishment, what happens is they eventually end up just getting more stressed out. And then they grow up in a world, in a, they grow up with a brain not effectively regulating stress. And so when the lady says, how do you teach a child for the real world? To me, parenting from a place of love and understanding and compassion and flexibility and communication is the real work of of preparing children for the real world because the real world is stressful. That's what we have to understand. You know, it's it's the individuals who get upset and you know, cuss out their bosses and don't show up to work and and mess up and then shoot up places like post offices and and banks and and uh, you know, dairy 
dairy, what was that, was a dairy farm recently, some guy shot up some, some employees there, those individuals have been being prepared for the real world their entire lives, and when it comes right down to it, they are reacting to a world that they have experienced that has conditioned them to feel and do and believe the way that they believe. So I believe preparing children for the real world is helping them develop self-understanding. It's help mindfulness. It's helping them to be able to breathe. It's helping them to be able to It's helping them to become emotionally flexible. It's helping them to learn how to communicate when they're stressed and when they're overwhelmed. It's helping them be able to ask to have their needs met. I believe that that's ultimately what the real world is really about. Because the real world right now, the world is nutty. And if you don't have the ability to regulate yourself because you haven't had adults around you who are teaching you regulation, then you're going to be in trouble. Because the world, as as it as it shows itself right now, is just heading towards punitive approaches and punitive. For Pelican Bay is literally two miles from here. I mean, I'm right now right at Pelican Bay is about two miles on the other side of those trees. So I guarantee you, every one of those individuals was prepared for the real world based on the way they had been treated. So we've got to do things radically different if we want to help our children really be able to cope and really be able to deal with the insanity that us adults have created that we are now calling the real world. So teach your children how to learn to, to express their attitudes, express their feelings, have their outbursts and learn. Let them have their outbursts and teach them that they are able to have their outbursts and still be respected and still be loved and that they can understand over time and with repetition what those outbursts are about and how they can do something different. And they'll grow up with that perspective. And remember, the definition of discipline is to teach, not to punish. So when you want to be an effective disciple, if you want to be an effective teacher, please understand that stress causes confusion, distorted thinking, suppressing. So when you are stressed out and when your child is stressed out, they cannot learn effectively. So to be an effective disciple, you want to be an effective teacher and you want to help your children be able to calm down and be able to think clearly and be able to remember. So anyway, I hope that's helpful. Uh, just another little perspective, man. My chimes are getting after it. I uh, hope you guys have a fantastic evening. Remember, in any given situation, we always have two choices. You can continue to react from the same blueprints of stress, fear, and overwhelm. Or you can stop. You can slow down. Take three to ten deep breaths and choose love. And I hope you guys will choose love. God bless you. Happy Monday to you. Loves you. I'll see you tomorrow.